Welcome to 24 Karat Conversations with Phyllis and Rhonda, where two best friends decided to start a podcast on real women, real friendships, and real issues. Our mission Bible verse is Job 23.10. Yet he knows the way I have taken, and when he has tested me, I will emerge as pure gold. We want to encourage, inspire, and offer hope in a world where life can seem to be unrealistic. Be a support for you to cheer you on as a wife, mother, daughter, sister, and friend. Most of all, you get to relax and laugh with us about all things women. Plus, we like all things sparkly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hello, 24 Karat Conversations podcast friends. Hey, peeps. <laughs> podcast friends and sisters like, and brothers. Oh, I don't even know what I'm saying right now. Just got done having lunch. I'm like kind of like... We just went... We just... We busted out three episodes and then... <laughs> went to lunch. And then came back to our perspective houses and my closet <laughs> back in your closet. And now we're like doing one more podcast. One more. One more. We're going to do it with our little iced tea in hand. Exactly. So and we fed our bellies. So we're happy. We've got caffeine. Sometimes you just need a mental break for a moment. Um, so, all right. Well, do you want to kind of start us off here? We're going to talk about hope today because yeah, April was the month of hope. And um, I'm not even sure that this will air in April, but uh, we wanted to talk about hope and how we can have hope when we, even when we feel hopeless. So, yeah. So I wanted to start off with a quote that I heard a long time ago, and it just really resonated with me and just the situations I was going through which I'm sure people have heard this before and I don't know who the author is. So I'm so sorry. Um, so if someone knows they can like, uh, make a comment on our, <laughs> on our 24 karat, um, Instagram. It's, uh, the quote that says when the world tells you to quit hope whispers one more time, that. hope is something that never gives up it. I, I related it to, it sweeps through your body, like blood through your veins. It passes through some things more quickly than others, but all along it's keeping you alive. Mm -hmm. And there were times in both of our lives. I know that we felt hopeless and really wanted to quit and hope whispered to us one more time, yeah. one foot in front of the other, one more second, one more hour, one more day. And I, I relate hope to that. I, I know that um, there's a lot of scripture relating to hope and um, there's, it's a hard place to get to when you feel like the whole world is against you. And um, I think it's the one thing that even as a non-Christian, when I was not a Christian, hope was the one thing that I clung to just clung to the, the fact that there was hope in one more day. And so now being a Christian, I know I can go to God and God can hold my hope. Yeah. <laughs> he can um, walk me through situations and I can cry and feel helped by him. But um, it's just something that can be so strong in your life when you feel like you you can't rely on people, right? You can't rely on people. You can't rely on things, but you can rely on hope. Yeah. And, you know, I was doing this hope Bible study and um, they were talking about how the, the dictionary defines hope, which is an optimistic state of mind based on a positive expectation 
or outcome. Um, but the girl in the devotion said, but it, that's selling it short because when we're Christians, hope is actually an expectation that God has promised to give us strength and that he is faithful in the midst. And so I think that's so true because what I often find is that Satan likes to use fear to keep us from hoping, right? Like I, that's, that's where I feel like a lot of times people lose hope because they're fearful of the, what if, um, like, what if it doesn't work out the way I want it to, is that not hoping? Like, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, I think like for me, when Tiana died, I remember always feeling like after that, like the other shoe's going to drop. So anytime I'd be in a season of, of good, I'd feel like, oh man, like, but when's the next thing going to happen? That's bad. And mm-hmm. that to me was me dealing with things on a fear basis and not yeah. and then that, that, that crippled me from actually being able to hope for, for a good thing to happen or for a positive future. Hmm. That's good. Yeah. And I think, um, there's like a wisdom that comes when you can focus on hope that, um, that doesn't really have to make sense. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we always go back to our hard stories when we think of hope because um, it's so easy to have hope when things are good. <laughs> you're like, so hopeful for the next day. You're like, this is great. Like it's um, hope is there and you can see the outcome. And then in a tiny instant, everything can change. Mm-hmm. So it's really where, um, kind of the rubber meets the road of like, where is your hope at when you don't have things going your way? Where's your hope at when the rug has been pulled out from under you? And is it okay to feel helpless and hopeless? And I think that's an important thing to bring up too, because we're not talking about kumbaya, (laughs) you know, oh, everything's just going to work out and we hope and it's great. And it's wonderful. It's like, you know, what happens in those moments when you are hopeless? So like, where do you go to, you know, what's your first reaction when something really drastic happens? Where do you go to? Yeah. Me personally, mm-hmm. um, I think fear automatically, it goes into yeah fear. I mean, that's always been my, my thing. Um, you know, my Achilles heel, I guess is what you call it. <laughs> um, fear, but you know, I, I've always, I feel like I've always, um, kind of a positive minded person for the most part, but the darkest time was like when, when Tiana died and after she died, I remember thinking I had to be, I just wanted to be hopeful that this next time around, like I wanted to have another baby and the next time wasn't going to be like this, you know, that kind of Mm. gave me my hope. And, And I don't think I've ever shared this, but Kalia, um, when we named her, cause she's my, what they call her, my rainbow baby. So she was born after, um, the death of my daughter and they call them rainbow babies. And I remember being very conscious about what I wanted to name her and mm-hmm. Kalia means beautiful in Hawaiian and her middle name is hope. And mm-hmm. I named her hope because she gave me that beautiful hope that one day, I would have another child and I would smile again and I would walk into a new season. And so to me, hope has a very special meaning to it. 
Yeah. Oh, and you had to just, you know, go and name your kid Hope. So now you have this great story. I have nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we named Dominique Dominique because she was supposed to be a Dominic. <laughs> you had hope that you were going to have a boy. <laughs> I, had hope, I had hope maybe of a boy. Um, wow. Yeah, that's good. So I think... Um, you know, I would say for me, when I'm feeling not feeling hopeful is, um, my insecurities rise up, mm-hmm. uh, um, not being, um, uh, oh gosh, how do I want to word this? Just not being worthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so insecurities come up like, oh, well, God didn't really love you. <laughs> he doesn't really love you that, you know, he's, he's, um, those are, you know, the, the bad part, the, the parts of hopelessness where you just feel like, yeah, maybe I should just throw in the whole towel. Cause I, maybe I was mistaken. <laughs> I wasn't listening. Right. I'm, I'm not, you know, it's like all the insecurities of, um, the way I used to feel and think about, um, how God was supposed to be. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, thing too, it's like when you become a Christian and for you, you've always been a Christian is that, you know, we've talked about this before in other episodes is like, you know, your hope lies in the fact that you're doing all the right things. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when you're not doing something doesn't go right, you think, well, what did I do wrong that God's not giving me favor? Right. You feel this hopelessness of like, I've done something wrong. And so, um, so I've learned over the years that, uh, you know, the hope comes through the hard times because there's always beauty from ashes. And sometimes like you really have to take time to go through those hopeless moments. It's important to learn from those moments. And, um, and sometimes they're out of our control. They have nothing to do with anything that we've done wrong. You know, sometimes yes, a lot of times it's out of our control And, um, and that is why you feel helpless because it's out of your control. It might be something where, you know, you were attacked either emotionally, verbally, physically, whatever, and, and ask for it. And so, you know, then you kind of go to God and go, I feel hopeless in this. Like what's going on? Like, why did, why did this happen to me? And in those moments, you know, it's, it's time, like you have to reflect on that and just really sit with him and know that um, the wisdom of just sitting in the situation and knowing this will pass at some point. Yeah. We don't know when. There can be hope in one more breath, one more minute, one more hour. Also, I think that's a time when you can reach out to someone you trust, you know, immensely, whether it's a really good friend or a therapist or someone and let them carry you yeah, and let them, you know, surround you with hope because that hope does come in the morning. Yeah. Joy comes in the morning, right? Yeah. It comes in the morning because it's, um, you know, it, it always comes back around secularly we go through ups, we go through downs, we're hopeful and then we're hopeless. Mm -hmm. And I remember just, of course, we always go back to our most dire moment, but I remember just a few years back going through something 
which you know about, and you know, that my husband and I went through that was very painful for us and felt very hopeless and really like kept wondering why it was happening to us, supposedly out of the blue. Yeah. (laughs) But I have to say that the hope we found in that was really digging in to ask God, like, what is this about? And like, where's our part in it, if any, and what do we learn through this? And you know, I found great hope in watching my husband really dig in to God and understand some things about himself and some things um, that we needed to guard our hearts with. And we learned a lot through that situation. And so there was great hope through the ashes of, even though it was like a super painful thing for us to go through, I'm kind of a little bit like not totally grateful if I'm being (laughs) honest, but I'm kind of, kind of grateful for it, you know, because it made us. So I think hope makes you grow if you learn um, to listen for the cue. Yeah. And, you know, I always, um, you know, growing up in church, you know, Jeremiah 29, 11, which is just that verse, right. For I know the plans mm. and thoughts I have for you, says the Lord plans of peace and well-being, and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. And although that verse mm. very much can be in the Christian world can be like, well, he has the best plans for me, but what happens when our plans don't work out the way that we see them? Like, you know, we've, prayed for these things and they should work out this way. Right. Because we prayed and you have a hope and a future for us. And Mm -hmm. I gave my daughter this, um, you don't want to harm us. (laughs) You don't want to harm us. Um, Nicole Demerell will give you a shout out. She did this beautiful sign on a wood, right. The freshman year in college. And it was Jeremiah 29, 11, Mm -hmm. but at the bottom of it, I put stay in your lane. Do not look to the left or the right. And I think a lot of times we get so caught up Mm -hmm. on, well, it didn't work out this way. And we get out of our lane where God's just saying, like, just keep walking towards me. Like, just keep in what I've called you to. Mm -hmm. And I do have a hope and a future for you. Like there is a hope and a future if you stay focused on me. And I think we just often get distracted and move, you know, from one lane to the other and we're just hopeless. Right. But if we stay focused on God, we can be hopeful that even if his answer is no, even if he's still good. And I think that's where we get tripped up. That's that's important. Even if the answer is no. So I think that says a lot because man, we're so stubborn (laughs) because you're right. Like it's, even if the answer is no, you can still have hope because it doesn't mean, and this is a thing, like I want people that aren't necessarily Christians to understand is when you become a Christian, it, not everything automatically becomes a yes. Mm-hmm. It's not like your life is hopeful 24 seven and you have like this perfect life. If you just follow X through, <laughs> X through Z, A through Z, I, or X, Y, obviously. <laughs> oh, my brain is tired. This is our fourth episode. Um, but yeah, I think that that's something I really want to speak to with people who may be listening that are just like, yeah, I don't understand that Christian thing. Like, I don't, I don't understand hope, you know, through the ashes. I don't understand like why, um, 
it's it's not it's not an automatic for Christians that because now we have this you know holiness around us that you know we're just going to live these like full lives and everything's great and everything's wonderful. It's almost like we have to dig in more, you know, like you were saying um, on several different podcasts, you always say like as a PK kid, right, you feel favored. Mm -hmm. But it almost is me when I when I see more and more you we interview so many people that also grew up as either PK kids or in the church, Um, PK kid being pastor's kid, if you guys don't know what that is. Um, And. I see through you guys a hopefulness, even, even if, because you have a greater battle, I think, because you started out doing all the right things. Like for me, I didn't expect anything from God (laughs) because I was doing all the wrong things and I knew it and I didn't care. I was just trying to be in control of my life and do my own thing. And you know, throw it out to the universe and let it happen. Whatever happens, happens. And if he loves me, he loves me. And that's that. And so that was kind of attitude, you know, is like, I, I almost was living, I want to say I was almost living in hopelessness all in my twenties. Mm-hmm. I just threw every, I threw caution and, and I just let it fall wherever it fell. And, you know, I had art for doing the right thing. It's just, I didn't know what it looked like, mm-hmm. but when I hear like, stories and, um, you know, other people that we've interviewed, it's, it's almost to me harder. I feel like you guys have a harder struggle because you tried so hard to do all the right things and check all the boxes and have this hope, this hope, right. That your life was going to be fit. You were the chosen ones. God chose you. Like you guys are the ones that are going to lead the way. And then these disasters happen in your life as they do with everybody, no matter who we are, because God loves all of us. We're on a even playing field. That's what I think is the misconception. Yeah. Like I, my misconception for sure yeah. was, well, I'm not as bad as that person. So this shouldn't happen to me, but that's not, <laughs> not as bad as Phyllis was. <laughs> I know, right? Like, he's a total sinner. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, it's an it, it's an even playing field. I mean, we're not. This is this is an even playing field. Like we Christian, non Christian, we all went through COVID, right? I mean, we all did COVID. And yeah. COVID was something that affected everybody. Whether you were a pastor, whether you were uh, the best Christian in the world, or the worst sinner, we all went through COVID. And I do have to say that. I feel like through COVID, we found that word hope meant so much because we were hopeful that we would finally Mm -hmm. get to a place where we wouldn't be in the same place we were a year ago, you know, where we wouldn't have to be so restricted or in our homes. Yeah. And we're kind of coming out of that now. And we're able to be like, oh, you know, it was our hope that carried us through the last year and couple months that got us to today. Totally. Yeah. Good point too. With the pandemic, it really did even the playing field that nobody knew where their hope was. Everyone was going day to day. What is next? What are we going to do? What's happening? And it really like kind (laughs) of rubber met the road there because you really had to, um, 
dig into your faith. If you were someone who is a believer, you had to figure out like, why does this feel so unsteady? Like what, why is this happening? We all questioned it, right? Christian, yeah. non-Christian. Um, and our hope relied in one more day. Yeah. We're going to get through one more day. And, and I will say we've met some of the best um, people during that time. Yeah. You and I just dug into, you know, all kinds of work and just really um, became hopeful in the fact that, you know, we don't know why this is happening, but we know we can make this something important um, and not without our own stressors and our own, you know, things that we, I mean, I think we both went through some anxiety, depressive. <laughs> I think we cried on each other's shoulders, like, oh my like I a lot last 2020, I this year. my whole life, I swear. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm a crier, but this was on another level. <laughs> But no, I and do. I'm not a crier and I, I'm sick of crying. Yeah, I'm rubbing off on you now. <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I do. Know. You have a choice. Oh. I think hope is also a choice, right? You can choose to hope. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I wrote something that, you know, often the best things grow in the dark, right? And so we're in, you know, when you're in that mm-hmm. place, you have a choice to hope for better days ahead of you, but that doesn't mean you sit idly and do nothing. That means you learn to grow. You really dig in. And like you were saying, like for us, we met the most amazing people during the pandemic. Like, I don't know that I would have ever met these people had a pandemic not happened. Like we've met amazing people. Your business has grown. My business is grown like we've we've grown through it so I can look back and say like as hopeless as 2020 was there was so much to be hopeful for and I think because we were hopeful that is why we can come out on the other side having accomplished things because without hope I don't even know how you accomplish anything I mean when you're living hopeless you're kind of in the same yeah and I feel like well I think uh God prepared us too with like even before it happened, like he was preparing us for different kinds of ventures to be doing in 2020, which just so, well, I call it a coincidence, but it was so ironic. You know, I was just laughing. I was giggling because I thought, why am I doing this right now? This is stupid. I don't know if I want to do this or, you know, this is too hard. I don't know if I want to do it. And, and again, having that hope of like, well, there's a, there must be a reason for it. And then boom, 2020 hit. And I was like, oh, okay, got it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So those opportunities wouldn't have presented themselves had I not listened to the right. hopeful voice of God saying, yeah. you know, move in this direction. Yeah. Well, I wanted to just close with this verse, which is one of my favorite verses, which is Isaiah 40, um, 31, which says, but those who wait for the Lord, who expect, look, expect, which I love, the expectant, look for and hope mm-hmm. in him will gain new strength and renew their power. They will lift up their wings and rise closer to God like eagles rising towards the sun. They will run and not become weary and they will walk and not grow tired. And I love I love that version of it. It's in the Amplified Bible. Mm-hmm. But I like the expectant, like the expectant. Uh, the expectant for what he has for us. And we won't grow weary, you know? And like eagles, you know, they soar, you know, they just, being, I think mm-hmm. about how expansive their wingspan is and how we can soar knowing that God is with mm-hmm. us and that, you know, even in the midst of hopelessness, there is hope for the future. 
That's it. That's beautiful. Every time I hear that, I haven't heard the Amplified. That was really beautiful. But every time I and I hear the soaring of wings of eagles, it it like my my heart just rises up. I don't know what it, it's just like. I'm like, oh. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we have. That. We have birds um, that fly around here, like by where we live, right? And I watch them sometimes just so effortlessly soar through the sky. And you just think, man, like, you know, that's kind of how you want to be. You just There's wanna... a hope there. Yeah. <laughs> how do birds fly? There's a hope there. Exactly. And I just, you know, I think my thing, I've been in my head lately, I've been feeling like God is just like, just lean into me. Like, I think I said the other day, it's almost like bungee jumping, right? Like, you're just like, ah, here I go. Like, okay, God, like wherever you have me go, just completely release. Like, I think for me, I held on so tight for so long because I wanted to be in control of every little thing. And it wasn't until just recently that I'm just like, I I can't, I release it to you. I just open up my wings and I'm just going to, soar and you're going to guide me to where I need to go and what I need to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, friends, this was fun. And, um, Phyllis and I usually record together, but because of other circumstances in my neighborhood, I'm in my closet. (laughs) We're on zoom and I'm at my house and you're at yours. Now I know. I think we need a nap. Right. I not only pray in my closet, but I also record podcasts in my closet. I, I'm not, it's not only a prayer closet, it's also a podcast pod closet. <laughs> Things you do so that you can get content out. Oh man. Oh, Just along. We're hopeful. We're hopeful. <laughs> We're hopeful that one day Phyllis and I will have our own studio. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah. Okay. That's right. We'll have people at some point. It'll be good. A recording studio. I see it now. Exactly. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining us today, 24 Karat Tribe. We just um, love you all so much. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Um, Make sure to review us, too. We really appreciate um, a review on the podcast. Yeah. And until next time, people, we love you. Bye. Bye.